the Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 139 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend with us. You know the drill. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. I'm on Twitter at JustinHughes365, and Andrew is on there at AMCQ82. On this episode, we're going to talk about Andrew's NFBC main event team, which he's doing real well with. For a league with high stakes, I thought we needed to look into it, what's gone right, what's gone wrong, and what he's hoping for going forward. And after that, we're going to touch on some two-start pitchers or some streaming pitchers, which is something I'm hoping we can do weekly during the rest of the season going forward. All right, let's get Andrew on. Andrew, we've had three, like, we had... Pretty much four days without fantasy baseball. It's we're recording this on Friday night, so we got it back. But what the heck have you done this week? Yeah, it's been different for sure. <laughs> um, Monday felt kind of weird, like just not setting lineups and stuff. But uh-huh. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. I don't mind having a few days off. It, usually by about Thursday, I'm ready to roll, and it was one extra day. But I, yeah, I, and I was good. I think I saw um, you say in the chat at some point, Wednesday, Thursday are the worst two days of the year for you (laughs) in sports. Well, I was saying for sports, yeah, because I want to say, I could be wrong on this, but I want to say they're the only two days where the four major sports, there's there's nothing. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, that's got to be right. I mean, I always think of February as awful after the Super Bowl just because I'm not an NBA guy, but if you're into the NBA, you got that. So, yeah, NBA, I think NHL, right. and there's at least like college sports. I mean, there literally was nothing these last two days. <laughs> Just funny. I played four. I played softball four nights in a row this week. <laughs> nice. I don't know if I. I don't know if I've ever played softball four nights in a row, but this <laughs> week I picked it up and it was fun. So anyway, we I mentioned this on the ep, one of the epi- our two part episode last week, but you got your NFBC team, your main event team, I should say that you've been ha- playing this year, and we never touched on that because we didn't have a podcast earlier this year. But I want to talk about it because you're in comp- you're competing in there. I want to talk about the draft that you had, kind of what went right, what went wrong, and what you're hoping to get out of this. So. Why don't I just give you the floor first and like explain the league format settings during the season, like, and like with the draft, how many, how many rounds stakes? Like, I don't even know what's first place get in one of these. Cause I know it's a big pot. So why don't you just explain it to those that don't know? So it's a 15 team redraft, um, 30 rounds, Fab every Sunday, so Fab, you know, Sunday nights, a thousand dollar Fab budget, and weekly for pitching, um, twice a week for hitting, so you can sub hitters on Friday. Okay, some some are familiar with it. I mean, with NFPC, but like we run the dynasty leagues similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the main event. Total, like the overall, there's 53 leagues. So it's 795 teams in the overall. And then there's an overall competition on top of, you know, just your league. Obviously, you're playing 
with the 14 other managers in your league, but you're also playing with the managers in the overall as well. So, so in that overall, let's let me follow up on that. So, is it like you said? There's 793 teams, something like that, right? Seven, seven ninety-five. Yeah, it's 53 leagues, 15 does, teams. Per does league. the team like the with the most home runs? Are they getting like 795 points? Is that how Correct. that works? Correct. Wow. Yeah, seven. 70, 795 all the way down to one. So in other words, the highest you could finish is what, like 7,950? Yeah, it's like, like 795 times, times 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so 7,950 7, points, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm assuming no trading, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, the U- there's no, there's no NFBC, there's always no trading, and a lot of it's to do with the money involved, but it's also just easier for mm-hmm. everybody and, you know, less complaining and all that. So we've yeah, talked no about trading. this. I'm, I've become more of a believer in not playing in redraft leagues where you have trading, like trading's for yeah. trading's for dynasty leagues, nothing else, at least not for me. I'm not saying if, if anybody else wants to play in one, that's great. But for me personally, I, I just don't believe in it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, um, with, I'm with you on that pretty much. Um, did you mention what the prize is? Like how much the uh, prize so, is? So for each league, the top three payout, it's seven seven thousand for first, thirty five hundred for second, and seventeen fifty for third. And the overall? Two hundred K for first. Oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah, that's when that overall nice. buy a house, or I, <laughs> yeah. I actually know in 2023 that that buys you a quarter right. of a house. Yeah, it buys buys you the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have the draft board in front of me. You sent it to me the other oh, day. Oh, I should I should have said too that I th- it's the top 31 in the overall pay. Really, I didn't. Know so that. there's so there's payouts for the overall and. Uh, for the league, you know, top three in the league, top thirty-one in the overall. Do you do you know right offhand what thirty-first in the overall gets, prize-wise? I believe it's seventeen fifty. Wow. Okay. And then it just incrementally goes up from there. Mm-hmm. From seventeen fifty to buying a bathroom. Um, <laughs> So I have the draft room in front of me here. I just, I mean, I, this was in done in what what month? Like, I guess this was March then, because all main events are in March, right? Yeah, they all run. That's actually good. You brought that up. They all run anywhere from I want to say the first one was around like March 14th, and I think the last one was the morning of opening day. So yeah, it, basically the back half of March. Oh, here's another one. Um, some of them, some of them are online. A lot of them are online. Some are in Vegas. Uh, you know, people go out and do that live. And then there's also ones in New York and I think Chicago. I think all three. Um, not a, not a hundred percent on that. Maybe not Chicago, but uh, yeah, there's some online and there's some live. You can do either one. I did. I, I did mine online. Can you do multiple entries into it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is there a limit? I don't believe so. Wow. But I haven't explored doing more than one. So, yeah, I I don't believe so. I don't believe there's a limit, no. 
Interesting. But again, pretty good chunk to play. And seven, I'm, yeah, it's seven, I mean, 790 teams. So it's not like it's a, it, regardless, it's not like it's a huge number. I know, I know for sure there's guys with four or five teams. I don't know. There may be some with more that I'm not aware of, but I and, definitely know there's guys I listen to or have heard talk about it that are, have four or five. So. And I, you, did you say on this podcast, I know you've told me privately where you're at in the standings right now. Did you say that yet? Um, no, I'm in third place in the league. And as of this moment, I'm in 77th in the overall. So I was you're, 92nd, 92nd this morning. I moved up a little bit today. You're in the running. Thank you. Thank you, Corbin Burns, for that start today. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be talking about him here in a bit. And actually, I guess we'll kind of go into talking about your draft that you had. You picked out of the 14th slot, and we're not going to go over every one of these picks. I really just want to kind of talk about the big ones that, like, really seem to have gone right or wrong. And, yeah, you took Corbin Burns with your 14th pick. And, it I mean, somebody else said in, in a chat tonight about how, like, after he had that start, he was like, man, this guy is just an enigma. And that that's a good word for him this year, I believe. And then, like, after this, what was it, seven innings? I think he had 13 strikeouts. I, I might be a tad yeah. off, but it was close to – I don't know if it was seven innings. I did see 13 I think it was strikeouts. six. I believe it, I believe it was six, yeah. Yeah, like, that, that put his ERA at 373 but, you know, with the state of pitching, you could make an argument either way if that pick is a disappointment or not. How do you feel about that pick today? I'm, it's like it's like one of those I, I kind of mentioned last week. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not thrilled with it, but it's been fine. Like, I'm glad he's healthy. Um, I did take him over Strider, so I wish I wouldn't have done that, but a lot of people yeah. were taking burns over Strider, so I don't beat myself up too much over that, but, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot worse guys right now in the pitching, you know, with the pitching landscape, the way it is, I just, I don't feel like you can be that upset about what Corbin Burns has done. He hasn't been quite what you'd hoped, but there's also still time. Like he could, if he went on a run here, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all either. So yeah, slight disappointment, but I don't like, there's other things on my team that I'm thinking more about, you know, there's nothing actionable. Like in this league, there's no trading. I start him every single week. I start him every single start. I really don't look at the matchup, you know, it's just, and there's those, the top pitchers, that's what you're doing, you know? So yeah, you just roll them out there and. Um, it's definitely it feels like it's been better lately for sure with him. So and I'll say this: I just pulled up the fan tracks like player Raider. I'm not look or oh, the their score thing that they do, which is not the be all end all for value, but he's number eighteen amongst starting pitchers. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, I was thinking like fifteen to twenty was what I would have guessed. He probably was twenty early twenties before tonight, and he probably just bumped up a few slots. But that I mean, yeah. it's just because you take somebody number one, you're not you're not hoping they're the best guy. Like you're just hoping that they're going to be up there and yeah, being, I mean, he's according to that, he's a number two starting pitcher this year so far. And that's, yeah. that's not the worst thing. Uh, yeah. Like if I, if you were giving him a letter grade, I think I'd call it a B minus. 
So yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. So let's look at the rest of this. Then you took Mookie Betts, with, which worked real well. But the big thing that I think really worked well for you was your fourth round pick, which was Corbin Carroll. I mean, anybody that did that this year, that obviously was a home run. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That You had some stuff in here about best picks and picks I didn't like, and obviously that's top of the list for best picks. So, yeah, whenever I – like, let's just talk about what went right when you when we talk about this draft. Like, why don't you talk about the picks you made that went right? I would say the main ones that have really worked out, um, Corbin Carroll in round four, Framber Valdez in round five. I'm glad you brought those him were up. Bi- those, yeah, those were big. And, you know, Framber's really kind of covered the – letdown of Burns, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, it's those two. I mean, those are the two on my staff that I, like I said, I just never touch them. I don't think I've moved them once all year. You know, they just, actually I did, I did sit Framber the week before the all-star break. Cause I didn't think he was going to get a start and then he did. And it was great. So I missed that one. But um, yeah, those two, Carol Framber. Awesome. Um, the other ones that stick out to me, Solaire in round 17. Yeah, that's been huge. who I have. Who I have a lot of. I mean, he's just given me a ton of power. And I think as of earlier today, I was 12th in the overall in home runs. That's and it. he's a big reason, you know, that's he's been huge. Uh, and then Paredes and Jose Siri, 20 and t- mm-hmm. rounds 20 and 21. And Josh Lowe round 26. Like those five or six picks. Um, yeah, it's all of those have been pretty big. You also took McKenzie Gore back there and I know he's not been quite the, but he definitely got you off to a great start there. So that was another good one. Yeah. A lot of strikeouts and Mookie Betts in the second round. I mean, he, I, he started out like just okay, but I mean, he's been incredible this last month or so. And I mean, he's been awesome. So that also oh, I thought yeah. was a good one. What about the ones, and we don't want to really waste our time on the ones that you took in like the 22nd round because obviously those guys aren't even on your roster anymore if they didn't work out. But the like on, on let's just say the first 10, 15 rounds, what were the ones that didn't work out? Uh, Jose Abreu in round eight. Oh. That was pretty rough, but he he has picked it up. Seven um, homers now. Yeah, he picked it up in June quite a bit. I I was actually pretty close. Like I would I don't know exact date, but around June 1st, I was pretty close to cutting him. It was it was getting there. I was really looking at the pool, but the thing is is he never throughout all that lost playing time. No. And I knew I'm like he's going to get it back. It's like just it it just kept me with him, I guess. If he would have if I would have started noticing them sitting him and um, any kind of decline with that, I probably would have been more likely, but I just kind of in the back of my head was like, well, there's guys, you know, guys that you're picking up, you're, you're just fighting for playing time. And I knew he had it. So mm-hmm. that was kind of why I held on to him. Uh, that was disappointment. Trevor Rogers in round 14. The only thing I'll say with that, I've had a decent amount of Trevor Rogers this year, but he, he got hurt. You know, it's like, yeah, that is what it is. It's yeah. I, I don't, I don't really not really too upset about that one. It's just pitcher hurt, you know, go figure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
Schuster in round 28 or round 18. I'm sorry. That one was pretty, he had healing pretty bad. Well, he, yeah, he was one Jared Schuster. He was one that he had a lot of helium. Mm -hmm. I'll admit I got super excited about it. And round 18, it's like, you can miss that, but it's still a real pick, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're still in your starting lineup and, I think I dropped him in like the second fab period. I knew really quickly, like that was a bad pick and he oh, just man. moved on. So in yeah, round 18, three, like looking, I'm looking at the rest of round 18 and I was working my way across. And at the end of round 18, Mr. Marcus Stroman was there at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. man, look, yeah. cause yeah. as you said that, I'm like, okay, who else was there? Oh yeah. No, there's definitely uh you're always going to see that you Monday just, morning quarterback. Can't, beat yourself too much too much up over it, you know no no okay so you've got you're competing you're in this um as the season has gone on with your fab like for starters how much fab do you have now left how much have you used so we started with a thousand and i have 131 left so i've used 869 okay did you has that kind of been spread out as the years go as the years gone on or did you burn it early? How did you, how have you used that money? Not who, yet. I, we'll get to who in a bit. Yeah. But. I've, I pretty much have used it on four guys. I used on four guys, 679 of the, 869 was it that I said? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I pretty much went big and then a lot of one to you know, a lot of single digit bids really. Were most just of stream, guys just April? streaming guys. One was no, I'm sorry, two were April, one was May, one was June. Okay. So, that's yeah. that means you've spread it out and you've kind of been spread out a little bit. I my 131 that I have left is the fifth most in the league, just to give you an idea. I mean, there's a lot of that's good info. A lot of people spent early because another rule that I should bring up is if you're not drafted, you're not available to be picked up in these leagues. It's actually important to mention this. So, like the first one was Taj Bradley. You know, Taj Bradley gets the call. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's, you know, Everybody's going to bid crazy on him. And actually, in my league, he was drafted. So maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> but in fi- I think it was – I remember when it happened, 51 of the 53 leagues, he was available. Mm-hmm. Mine was one of the two leagues that he wasn't. But So he went for you know bonkers money, like 300-plus. Um, and each time that a prospect is called up, and they weren't on radar, you know, guys that weren't on radars like before the season enough to be drafted and, and stashed. I mean, some were stashed, but you can't stash everybody, you know, mm-hmm. so there's always guys coming up. And, yeah, those guys are the guys that go for a lot. And okay. uh, there's been there's been 10 guys since the league started that have gone for 200 plus like since the beginning of the season. And they're all pretty much guys like that. So. And I think another thing, I don't think you've said it yet this episode, but there's no IL slots, right? No, no, which, there's no IL. Which makes it harder to stash because... Yeah, it makes it harder to stash and it makes it, your decisions 
are, you know, some people would say, oh, no, IL, I could never do that. But it just, it makes decisions a little bit tougher. You kind of have to decide who you're going to ride it out with, you know, who you're not. Um, in early April, I lost Trevor Rogers and Aaron Savali both. They were both, you know, mid-round picks. And I held, I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to hang on to them for a little bit to see what happens because I know how hard it is to get pitching. Like you just can't freely pick up decent pitchers. It's just, it's tough. So I held on to him and I wound up holding Savali the whole way. So I still have him. Trevor Rogers, I cut, but I held him for a while. And I mean, that's the tricky part is like when to hold, when to cut and um, being able to have a workable bench, but yeah, it uh, it can it can be tricky for sure. You kind of have to weigh like what you know or how many spots you feel. I feel like I can stash a little bit. Like I'm comfortable stashing one, two, even three guys sometimes. But uh, you know, obviously, I need guys to sub in and out too for like the half weeks with hitters and stuff like that. This might be a little different than a typical um, 15 team league that people play in that are redrafts because. Because it's a main event and the stakes are so high, I would imagine there's in most of all of these main event leagues, these guys are hanging on and trying all the way through. Like even if you're oh, sitting yeah. down there with forty, forty five points, you just you you just you've got that much invested that you're going to be trying to find any p- pitcher you can on the wire. As compared to in a typical fifteen team league, there may be four or five teams that have like by middle of June have already checked out just cause this league ain't working for me this year. So I'm already done. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's, there's not too much Chuck checking out that goes on in this. So, all right. So um, it's cool, but it's, it's not cool, you know, cause you're fighting with more guys for players. So. so let's talk about these four big ones first that you picked up. Who were these four that you grabbed? How much did you spend on them? So my first one was Zach Neto. In mm. mid-April, I spent 118, and I would say that one didn't work out. I still, I like, I actually like Zach Neto quite a bit. Felt like he was getting better, but then he got hurt. Yeah, um, I wound up cutting him a few weeks ago. He actually, he actually came back tonight. Yeah, so. he was activated. But some, but somebody had picked him up. Um, I'll get to in a minute why I was kind of able to cut him. But yeah, that was one. No real regrets there. I mean, it didn't really work out, but you have to, you know, you kind of have to take your shots. Yeah. Uh, my big, my real big one was Tanner Bybee. Got him for three thirty-seven. Yeah. At the end of at the end of April, and the thing is, is you you just always need a pitcher. You know, it's like everybody needs a pitcher. Um, not everybody needs a shortstop or a first baseman or. Mm-hmm. But everybody, everybody needs a pitcher, and I'm telling you, like in this, in these leagues, pitching is just—it's really hard to acquire. I've one thing I've done this year: I've been very cautious of the pitchers that I cut because it's like You're the minute there's a again. right. Well, it's like the minute there's a a decent pitcher on waivers, he's getting picked up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just just automatic. So I've been very careful about that. I've got a lot of pitchers on my bench. Stuff like that. But, yeah, he was the one I spent big on, Bybee. Uh, it's been mostly good. His whip's a little higher than I'd like. But he's been he's been good to, overall and stayed in the rotation, which mm-hmm. is really big. I mean, that's the thing with, with like, Bybee. If it would have went south, 
you know, two to three weeks, first two to three weeks that he's up, he maybe gets sent back down and then I've got a decision to make. You know, it's like it's really hard. I mean, you can hold guys, but it gets tricky um, because you don't know how long it's going to be, you know, and sometimes it's better to just be cutthroat on a lot of that stuff. So that was my second one. My third one was May 21st, Matt McLean, 118, actually the oh, exact same that nice. I got that I got Neville for. And <laughs> Did then, you do yeah, that on purpose? That, no, I didn't actually. I saw that <laughs> when I, I printed out the thing, but yeah, it was the exact same amount. Um, but yeah, the nice thing with McLean was it kind of covered, you know, covered up the, the netto thing. And I kind of just struggled with, with shortstop, um, in the early part of the season. And then, but now it's like Mookie's got it. I mean, Mookie getting it was huge Mm -hmm. and adding McLean, you know, these things. So that's definitely helped. And I've got a lot of guys on my team too, that are multi eligible, um, Muncie, Paredes, Mookie, those are a few main ones. But Yeah, you went um, real young with the shortstops, Miguel Var- Vargas and Tovar. And yeah, Var- yeah. Var- like Mar- Vargas was just sent down. Tovar's still up, but it, you know he hasn't done – neither one of them did, I think, what we were hoping. So Yeah, yeah Tovar's some- been okay. He's been getting a little bit better. But yeah, it's – for the most part, it was one of those things I was kind of looking to fill. And mm-hmm. obviously, McLean and Betts have done that. So yeah, that's been sure good. Have. And then my fourth one, June 25th, just, you know, a few weeks ago, was Gavin Williams for 106. And the thing is, is like if Gavin Williams, I was really happy to get him. I kind of had him on my mind, like when Ellie got called up and all that, because I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to get Ellie. I don't have enough, but Gavin's coming soon. And I need, I need pitching more than I need hitting on this team anyways. Um, I mean, Gavin's still TBD. He hasn't really even pitched a lot yet, but I still feel good about that bid. I, if Gavin would have been up in April, he probably would have went for around what Bybee did. But the thing is, is as the season goes on, these bids just go down like they're less because everybody has less money. So that's just kind of how it gets. It's uh, It's been this year. Two shortstops, two pitchers. I really like the pitchers you grabbed there. Um. Let's talk about the cheap ads. Have you had any gems that you found in the rough, like the out of with like a couple bucks or whatever here as the season's gone on? You know, I was looking at that and not really, honestly. I I churn the back couple of spots so much that really I would say my best single digit guy for the year. It's probably Kendall Graveman. Okay, yeah. And I got him. I actually picked him up the week that it seemed like Liam was going to run with the job. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, he was the third or fourth guy on my list or whatever. And I just happened to get him. And I got him for seven bucks. And I probably wasn't even going to hold him more than a week. I was just waiting to make sure that. Liam grabbed the job, you know, and then Liam got hurt mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I just got a closer for seven bucks, which if, if it was the following week, he's going way more than that. Uh, so it yeah. was actually, 
it was kind of nice. I mean, he hasn't been great in the last month, but he's, he's been usable. Yeah, he's gotten me some saves. Yeah, which, which is nice. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard to find saves. It's it's hard to find any like, relevant <laughs> pitcher that's pretty good, honestly. So that that definitely definitely helped. Okay, so you're there. You're in something like seventy seventh or whatever. Um, and third, third in your league, your actual one league. Um, what do you need the second half of this year? What categories or something out of your player? Somebody you need to pick it up. What What needs to happen for you to win? I would say pitching mostly. I need good pitching. Is that where Often, the points the, the points? Yeah, can be that's gained? where that's where the points can be gained. Yeah. I I think I've got about sixty one, sixty two offensive points and like forty two, forty three pitching. Gavin Williams um, just go, so, go Guardians. Like my ear my ERA is good, but wins, saves, whip, all kind of right in the middle. And then my K's are, are all right. I think I'm in sixth in K's. So just kind of trying to bump there. I mean, like wins, I was looking, I'm right behind a pack of teams. You know, it's like I've had so many, I've had so many. I know we all get this here and there when we're chasing, looking at wins, but so many games where like reliever comes in, blows it. I, I two today, Savali and, um, uh, who was the other one? Bramber? Drawing a blank. No, I had Savali. Corbin Burns and somebody else pitched. Burns got it done. Uh, yeah, Burns got the win, but the third guy did. Oh, Barrios. Yeah, oh, Barrios. okay. It was two one, and then of course they couldn't tack on until Arizona scored. But yeah, just things like that. It's like, come on. So the wins has been frustrating, but um, yeah, if my pitching's good in the second half, I think I'll have a good shot to win the league. Which that's doable. I mean, Corbin Burns. This could be the begin. Like. You you just never know, but Corbin Burns this tonight could have been the start of him going on a two month run where he pitches like the best yeah. pitcher in baseball again. And Gavin Williams, he yeah. Do you know who? I think he's this weekend. I, yeah, tomorrow I think he's pitching against yeah. Texas. It's like fingers yeah. crossed. See, I'm not I'm not so much like Burns and Framber. It's kind of just it is what it is. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm using them every time, no matter what I'm more thinking about like the rest of my staff, Savali, Gavin Williams, Bybee, yeah. Alex Cobb, Berrios. And then I've got Gore, Sheehan and Tehran. Tehran's probably getting <laughs> cut soon, but <laughs> yeah, yeah th- those are, those are my pitchers. And then um, my relievers are Hader, Munoz and Graveman. And Graveman will probably go once Liam's back, but but yeah, so those other pitchers I would say are just the ones that I feel like it kind of hinges on because I expect Burns and Framber to be good and I'm gonna use them every time anyways, you know. What about the overall? Is there any realistic shot at winning the overall or is your pipe dream like getting into like the like what's what's your if things go right I could get here? Is it all the way or is it I think I think I can get into the money in the overall. I don't think I can probably win it. But regardless, 
I'm obviously, you know, I'm obviously going to just treat it the same way and keep grinding. I mean, it, uh, it'll play out how it plays out, but yeah, I think I could get into the money. I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's probably too big of a climb to get all the way to the top, but we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of season left. Is this your first one? I don't know. Cause I was kind of checked out. Third. Last year. This is the third one. My third, third time I've done it. Yeah. Third year doing it. Third year. Yeah. Man. I don't even remember you doing this two years ago. That's wild. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. as I mentioned, things have kind of been a blur for me, but that's odd. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's fun, you know, like uh, just really I'm so on top of this team, like I, which players are, you know, like I got a few hitters on the back end that are, you know, sit against the lefty and, you know, mm-hmm. you just notice every little thing and try and get, every last at bat and you know every single thing like that or when a guy's sitting you know I'll, I'll think about subbing him out making sure i'm making sure i'm covered for injuries and you know just all of those things it's extra guy at each position but like i said i've got so much position flex right now that i feel good there um even mclean picked up second base so Another thing I did that I haven't – I meant to mention this, but I don't think I've done this really in any league intentionally, maybe a draft and hold because I had to. I took a zero at catcher in this league for I think it was two weeks. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have, I have Adley, and my second catcher – I was doing like dollar guy, dollar guy every week, just picking up. I was basically streaming guys that had seven games. Okay. Every or guys with matchups, you know, playing matchups. Oh, he's in cores. Okay. You know, stuff like that. And then Bo Naylor, I believe. Oh no, he remember he came he up. He came up for, for a double, double header. header. Yeah. Came up and went down or something. I, I forget if he was owned. I can't remember exactly, but I was like, okay, this is the week to pick up Bo Naylor. I got him for twenty-one bucks. He was down. He was in the minors. Mm-hmm. I got him for twenty-one bucks. The runner-up bid was twenty, so that was beautiful. But I and I planned on just stashing him, and I think it was like Nick Fortes at the time or something. You know, was my second catcher. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, it's probably more valuable to use this bench slot on something else. Yeah. So I just put Bo Naylor in and just sucked it up for a couple of weeks. But I was watching all the news and like staying on top of that. And I don't think I would have gone much longer taking zeros. But I tell you, the the second catchers I was rotating in and out. I mean, it wasn't. It was it was one of those where that's why I wanted him. So I, not that he's even been great, but I feel really good about him in there in comparison to what I had didn't even cost me that much, but yeah, it's not something I typically do, but I just, I just did it in this instance. I felt like that other catcher just wasn't going to pay off as much as stashing like another pitcher or hitter would. So again, the, in a league that where everybody's trying and everybody's paying a lot of attention, that does make it's, it's harder right there to snag somebody. So that makes sense. Given this was your third year, um, the answer might be no to this, and that's okay, but any lessons learned from this league this year that you're taking into next year?
Uh, probably a better question for the end of the year, but just pitching, pitching, pitching. I tell you, in these drafts, the pitching goes pretty quick. <laughs> There's a lot of yellow and, on this board. Yeah, and it, it's not like a lot of drafts that you'll do, you know, like if if we just do, you know, if we're doing like a draft and hold with um, – some of the guys and we just all want hitting well besides our friend Steve, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, like a lot of times you could just say, I'm going to take hitters and then I can still get so-and-so in round five or round six or round eight or whatever. And it's just not really like that. And it's so hard to just wait on pitching. I mean, yeah, you can hit on later pitching, but, so can everybody. So I I kind of went into it this year focusing on it more, and I still feel like I could have focused on it even more. Um, yeah, you, you just got to have it. You got to have a lot of it. And guys get hurt. I've actually, knock on wood, been really lucky with health on this team. I, yeah. haven't, had, I haven't had a lot of – I mean, there's so many times where it's like, this guy's out for X amount of time and you have to kind of decide, you have to kind of make a decision, you know, is he worth stashing or do you just move on? And I've had, like I said, knock on wood, cause I don't need that coming, but um, I've had good luck with it so far. Yeah. That, that goes a long way in a league like this, especially like we said with limited IL slots. So yeah, that, yeah. that was fun to go over. I, I definitely wanted to take a moment to do that, given this is a very high-stakes league, higher than anything I've ever been in. I, I'm just now saying I want to try at one of the um, NFBC leagues this offseason. But those main events, that's that's as big as it gets, really. So that's that's fun to have run down that. Um, yeah. We're going to take a break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some two-star pitchers. So be right back. All right, we are back, and Andrew, given we're going to be trying to do these consistently on Fridays, and I was thinking about weekends and what could be interesting, talking about fab kind of makes it makes sense, especially talking about two-star pitchers or pitchers to possibly pick up and stream. So I spent some time looking at the two-star pitchers for this next week, and right off the bat, I'm going to say it's ugly. There's a lot of fours and fives on teams um, because everybody started coming back from the break on Friday. So this weekend, everybody's one, two, and three is starting. So it's a lot of fours and fives going early next week. And there's a handful of teams that are projected just to throw openers out there. So that that really limits the pickings even more to where I tried looking at play, pitchers that are less than 50% owned in fan tracks. And these are the names I came up with, Andrew. We got David Peterson at 35%, who's pitching um, home with the White Sox and then at Boston. We got Colin Ray, Milwaukee at 29%, at Philly, home Atlanta. Ryan Yarbrough, these are the names I'm coming up with here. With Kansas City, he's 17%, and he's home Detroit and at the Yankees. And then there's Luke Weaver, (laughs) home San Fran, 
road Arizona. And I, you know, as you've said in your NFBC team, pitching is hard to find, but I don't know, like, you can't, like, I don't feel like you could be desperate enough to take one of these guys personally. I mean, where are you at with that? Yeah, I don't think I could touch, um, especially with these matchups and the pitchers, quite frankly. I don't, I don't think I could touch any of them. I think with – I heard somebody say on a podcast the other day that one-start pitchers are almost – like with the pitching landscape the way it is, they're almost just as appealing as what we used to think of two-start pitchers because mm-hmm. – you know, it's it's one thing if you have a pitcher on on waivers that had a good start or two, and he's going into a two start week against Oakland and Detroit. Like in that scenario, you're probably pick. I mean, everybody's trying to get that guy in that mm-hmm. scenario, so he's probably not going that cheap. But yeah, in that scenario, I can get behind it. Um, I can even get behind like Oakland one start and the other start being like an average type of thing with certain guys, especially if they've had a good start or two. Like I, I usually like to see that, but yeah, I think it's almost better in a lot of situations to take the good one start than it is to even really look at these two starters. Like if I saw these guys, I, I just wouldn't, I'd kind of just go right past him. You know, like I just feel like they're going to do you more harm than good. I agree. I was. I'm glad you did said that because I did write down some one start streamers because I'm like, man, these are so bad. Now I did see two that were just barely over fifty percent. Patrick Corbin starts Tuesday. Actually, he might be under fifty. He's right around it, if I recall. And he starts Tuesday at the Cubs, but they have an off day Thursday. Would you play around with that one and just in case he pitches Sunday? But even at worst, he's got the Cubs at. No, I think it would just depend on my other guys but i would like to think i actually have corbin in some draft and holds i got him like right at the end of several and um i've had i've had times where i've used him but uh it's usually like one of those where it's like i need an active pitcher type of thing you know um yeah i I don't think i would really mess with that unless i absolutely had to last one that's a two starter to bring up that's just barely over 50 percent is matt manning who I think he had like six and two thirds no hit innings or something like that just a week ago. He's at fifty two percent owned. If he was available, you know, this next week he's at Kansas City, home San Diego. He had a ERA in the threes last year, but the underlying stats weren't great. Um, where, but and had a great start a week ago. What are your thoughts on Manning? Yeah, I think with the KC start at KC, I think that's probably worth it. Uh, probably the best of all these ones that have okay. been named. I mean, I think it comes it comes down a lot to who your worst pitcher is, too. You know, mm-hmm. like who are who would you be starting him over? But yeah, potentially I could see using him. So let's put Manning up here against these single starters. I'm going to run down a list here of pitchers that are less than 50 percent owned, but um, have one start this week. We got Reese Olsen with I think Detroit. Right? Did I write? That? I Yep. Yeah. Okay. Home San Diego. We got Austin Gomber at Miami. Jake Irvin. Home San Francisco. 
We got Ben Lively, home against Arizona. We got Cutter Crawford, home against the Mets. And a couple others. Um, Logan Allen goes Tuesday at the Cubs. He was probably just... probably should have done these one at a time because I'm already. <laughs> okay, let's let me slow down and let's just go one at a time and see if Manning tops any of them. Reese Olson home against San Diego. It's a him or him game. Or Matt Manning to start. Uh, man, uh, Casey's the first one. Yep, Casey San Diego are his two. I think I would take Manning. I think I would use Manning. Agreed. Austin Gomber at Miami. I I say that I say that about the first one because I always think I always lean more on the first start in Mm -hmm. a two start week because I always I feel like with the second start anything could happen. A guy could get pushed back. Mm -hmm. He could get hurt. He you know anything could happen. There could be rainouts. I mean you just I focus way more on the first start than the second one for okay. for those reasons. So let's see if Manning gets topped by anybody else. Austin Gomber at Miami. He does pitch better when he's on the road I, typically. But uh, I'd start I'd start Manning. Okay. Jake Irvin home Sam Fran. It's gotta be Manning, right? Uh Manning. Yeah, Manning. Ben Lively home Arizona. Uh Manning. Agreed. Cutter Crawford home against the Mets. I like Crawford a little bit, but probably still Manning. And then Cole Reagans was called up. I didn't I didn't know that till just a couple hours ago. He's up and he's pitching home Detroit. Uh I would want to check into his recent workload and see. Like, is he going to go five innings? It's a good and question. I'm going to go on to the next but, one. And uh, I'm going to see if I can find that out. While yeah, um, the, I think that's. I think that one. I mean, anytime you're home, Detroit. I mean, Texas. That's a good. Obviously, it's good setup for a win. So, what about the last one here, Logan Allen? He's called up and he's going Tuesday against the Cubs, and they're they're off that, Thursday. Okay, so he probably won't be a two start. But he, not a two. He'd be a two start the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, just with that one, I would. That's pretty close. I think that one's close, but I would probably look into one thing. I like to do is if they're pitching that Tuesday or on Tuesday or Wednesday, and it looks like they're not going to get the two starts. Look at the following week mm-hmm. and see who their two start week is going to be. I've done that a few times in the main. It's picking up guys to stream and stuff because, like, you know, you scroll to that next week and you see Oakland and KC or something mm-hmm. like that. Obviously, Plus you're going to be, and it and it's and it's easier to get that when you're a week ahead than um, than like the week that it's happening. You know, I made the mistake. I was sitting there reading about um, Reagan's and his start, and I missed whether you said Manning or Log- or um, Logan Allen. Which one did you say? I said that one's pretty close. Okay, I'm not sure. I think I think that one's close. Yeah, okay. I would I would look at I would look to see who Allen's yeah the following like week. following start would be lined up for. But I think he's coming up because of the Bieber thing, right? Yes, um, Bieber's. Just, yeah, I almost said Justin Bieber. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> Shane Bieber. That does not sound good, especially for a guy that looked like he very well could have been traded in the next couple of weeks, and now he's got an elbow thing. That is bad timing for the Guardians. Um, yeah. 
Reagan's through five innings in his last start on July 7th. So we're talking about a week ago. He threw five innings, uh, four hits, two walks, one run, seven strikeouts in his last start for AAA Omaha. Yeah, probably would just depend on what I needed. If I needed the two starts or not. I don't. I'm not sure. I'd have to look more into it. Because yeah, like I, the thing. Well, I guess you could make the argument with either Reagan's or Manning. Manning just came off the good start, coming off of being gone for a little while. It's like there, there's a little bit of a thinking about it with this start, but both of them, it's like eh, both of them could pop up and actually be somebody that's held on to for a little while too. If yeah, they, if they pitch well, so. I think, yeah, and I, for that reason, I think they are close. I agree, just because you're kind of throwing some darts at either one of them, hoping something sticks with decent matchups. Okay, well there we go. We did our first two start pitchers. Um, is there any like we're just now getting baseball started back up after a week off, so there's not much hitter performances that happened this week. Is there anybody you want to mention on the hitting end? One thing I should uh should have mentioned while we were going through that is I feel like nowadays with this pitching landscape kind of the way it is and it's it's just hard to find pitching good pitching quality pitching all that I I feel like it's more advantageous to stream hitters like your last couple hitter spots than it is I I, in the leagues I play in, you just you can't stream pitching. I don't even know. I just don't. It's so hard. Yeah, like, there's, there's nobody available. available. You're, yeah, you're just you're putting guys in that are just blowing up your ratios. It's just, it's so hard to get a pitcher that you like one matchup, let alone two, that isn't going to just completely destroy you. So I would much rather uh, play the matchups with hitters. I highly recommend Vlad Sedler's article, um, FTN Fantasy. You do have to get a subscription, but it's not that much. And his fab article every week has helped me a ton. Um, He highlights bids. Like, he'll give bid ranges, but he also highlights the schedule and, like, who stands for more playing time this week, less playing time this week because, you know, the team's facing – seven righties and you know then obviously he's highlighting the lefties that are playing well or stand to get more playing time for that week um and then maybe some right-handed bats that may sit more than they typically do stuff like that so he's all over that stuff like it's it's really really well done so definitely recommend that but yeah i I think that you can get away with looking into those things and finding hitters that I mean, let's be real, like a hitter's impact, even if he doesn't do a ton for you in like a weekend or even a week, it doesn't crush you as much as a pitcher going out there and giving up seven or runs, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of gotten into the mode of, I would just much rather do it that way. I'm not saying you, I always can do it that way, but yeah, I think if you can kind of focus on, pitching on your bench and having a couple extra pitchers to sub in and out. Um, I definitely think that can help. There you go. Good info there. Uh, 
Let's finish this off. I just got one more question before we get out of here. It's the all-star break. Second half's just now starting. Um, I asked you on the in the notes, make one prediction for the second half of the season. It could be fantasy or non-fantasy. You got anything for me? I am going to say that the Baltimore Orioles win the AL East. Oh, I like that. Man, I hope they do. I just that's... yeah they are on the at the All Star break I, I actually did a a division winner parlay like with all this all six picks okay. and I was I was looking at it they're like plus five fifty so like in betting terms that's they're the second highest likely to, I mean Tampa Bay is the favorite but they were they were a pretty heavy favorite so. And Baltimore's not really expected to do it based on that. And I, I just think that they can. I mean, they're as of tonight, they won their game tonight, so which we're recording on Friday night. So they're game and a half out. They're tied in the loss column. I if you took away I, I would love to see I was saying this to somebody the other day, but I would love to see where Tampa is. From the point that that hot streak, that insane hot streak, mm. stopped, from that day till now, they're I five hundred club. Chance that I bet there's a chance that they're last in the AL East. Yeah, that's very possible. since that start. I, I I don't know. I I haven't looked. I mean, you'd probably have to put up May whatever it was until today, but. And I mean, I still think the Rays are really good. I just think Baltimore's going to buy. I think it's clear what their needs are. Uh-huh. And they still have talent they can bring up. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Baltimore win the AL East. I forgot to do this earlier, and I was sitting there thinking earlier, trying to think of one like right before we started recording. Couldn't think of one, and I've got one. I've actually got two. Um, one. The Rangers don't make the playoffs. They've, they've really, like, I didn't. Ooh. Yeah. They, like, let's just, the Astros get in there, win that division. I actually, I think that's going to happen. The Rangers peaked early. They don't have DeGrom. Um, I had Astros. I had Astros in my parlay, so I'll take that. John Gray's not pitched well since coming back from the blister either. Like, they're, they really need some pitching. Now, they've got pieces to go get him, go get it too. So maybe they'll do that and turn it around. But and my yeah. second one is wishful thinking, but uh, hopeful thinking here. But I'm going to say Otani gets traded. That's the other one I'm going to say. Otani gets moved. You got, you got a team? No, not yet. I'm going to say the National League. I'm I'm going to say they get him completely out of the American League when they do it. Yeah. But um, I kept picturing him being the Pirates or the <laughs> the the the, <laughs> pa, the Padres oh, early in the season. But, man, they've just been so rough. I, I yeah, don't really know if I see there. it now. Honestly, yeah. I'd pick the Dodgers. If I was, like, the Dodgers just have so much depth in their farm to give to do whatever they want. So if I had to pick, I'd pick the Dodgers as the team to do it. But um, there, there are a lot of teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't know because I don't know if – I don't know. Like, I see them signing him, so I don't know if they're going to care about trading and they stuff might not. away for him. I don't know. They might. They, yeah, I could see it being like a lot of teams. I could see this. I could see yeah. it being a lot of teams, but I could also see them 
not trading him. I think I heard on the broadcast during the All-Star game, they were kind of shooting it down like they're not going to probably trade him. And if they're even remotely in the hunt and all that stuff. So they well, probably won't. I don't they know. won't it's be just... in the hunt. <laughs> but on the same note, because they lost their, they lost Trout. I just, I don't see it happening. But, um, I mean, it is a small sample. Anything could happen. They could go on, they could have a hot week and all of a sudden they're right there in it because they're not too far out right Well, now. it's not even, it's not even so much like we know they're not in the hunt, but I mean, yeah. Does the GM know that? You know, it's just it's different minds that are well, going to listen. I'm not convinced that they're going to know the right thing to even do. They're a very that, well-run so. organization. They have very good self-awareness. I'm sure they probably know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, joking. All right, Andrew, I had a goal to try to keep this at 45 minutes, an hour at the longest, and we are pushing close to that. So I'm going to just go on and try to quit while I'm ahead and say, good show. Let's get back and try to do this in a week. And Sounds until, good. Until then, take care, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. 